Oscar Watch Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Buja, and joining me once again on this quest of quests is uh, my good friend, talented co-host, and all-around great person, the one and only Mr. Alex Riviello. Alex, how are you doing? I'm just great, Steve. After watching all 17 hours of Return of the King, the extended version. <laughs> it's, a, it's a long movie. It took me so a while. We've to done get a lot it. of long movies, and this is wait, well, no, this it's is, not the longest, but it's, it's not it's the longest. It's not the longest. Ben Hur was longer, but uh, well, okay. The movie that w- the version of Return of the King that won was three hours and twenty one minutes. Right. Ben Hur mm-hmm. was three hours and thirty two minutes. Mm-hmm. That is not our longest movie. Gone with the Wind is mm-hmm. basically four hours. Right, but the extended version of this is well, four I, hours and twenty yeah, minutes. One which, and, which which we all watched, I believe. Yes, is the extended one. Yeah. Yes, but Alex, it's, luckily we don't have to do this alone yes. because joining us again is the great, talented writer of Slant, writer from Slant Magazine, and all around movie and video game guy, Mister Justin Clark. Welcome back. Yes, I will help you to bear this burden, Mister Buja. <laughs> But I do not know the way. Hey, how's your yeah? How has your week been, Justin? Ah, uh, it's been good. Most of it has been Star Wars, but yeah, it's been pretty good so yeah. far. It's been I gotta say it's been pretty good. And okay, just a, just a little side note: What did you think of uh, the Star War? Um, the Star War is pretty incredible. Just FYI, just I. I'm that weirdo that likes the prequels to begin with, and I just watched those beforehand. But even then, just kind of going into it, it's a completely separate monster. And like at first, it's just like, okay, this is a war movie. It's very grim and it's very cool. And then you get to about halfway, and it's just like, oh, they're killing. You know, you know, there's a body count in this movie. It's pretty spectacular. And then it ends in one of the best Star Wars scenes I've seen in the entire series. So, yeah, it was yeah. all right. I get, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting a, a tingle down my spine because I'm like, oh, I know the scene you're talking about. I know yeah, exactly the scene you're talking now. about. Don't, 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 don't say it. It's a terrible place. Alex, Alex, it's been out for mm. like four days. I know you have two kids, <laughs> what are you but doing? come on. Yes. Serious. God. <laughs> we are talking Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, the 2003 Best Picture winner. Yes, it did win Best Picture. We're very we excited about this. We finally got to it. We finally got to it. It is a, this is a real episode. <laughs> so if you've been missing our recommendations for movies in 2003, for like Alex t- telling you about some weird esoteric horror movie, this will be. <laughs> oh, you're, this you've, come the, you've come to the right place. <laughs> this is that year, uh, and we are we are pleased to be talking about it, guys. It's been 13 years. What was your experience like going to see? This one, the final chapter, you know it's the end. What what were what were your what were your expectations? What were your feelings? Just how did you how did you approach it? This was the year <clears throat> excuse me. This was the year that I actually went all out for this. Like I was like going to college classes. I skipped that day. I went to Trilogy Tuesday in Times Square. I mean that one was insane, like as it is, because like it was, you know, extended fellowship, extended two towers, and then in between that, like we had Andy Circus and Elijah Wood, like um 
Sean Astin showed up as well. Oh my God. Um, somebody else was actually in the. Yeah, it was actually a big deal. Like, we got the film cells. I mean, it was a big deal. And they were in the room when all this happened. So, I mean, it was. I had the best possible experience, like, watching this for the first time. And what I remember most is. So, after the extended fellowship went off, like, everybody went nuts. Yay! <laughs> extended Two Towers went off. Yay! Woo! Or just, like, you know, kind of, ooh, golem. You know, that kind of reaction. And then Return of the King, and there were New Line execs in the room, so I don't know what they were thinking when it first ended, but it was still pitch black when the credits started rolling, and it was just silence. Hmm. And then they just kind of slowly brought the lights up, and the reason it was silent is because everybody was ugly crying in a way <laughs> I have never seen in a mass, like, in, like, hundreds of people just ruined, like... Like something died, like everybody's loved ones is dead now outside of the altar. Like Ugh. that level of ugly <laughs> crying. And I've never seen that. Like the only close thing that I've gotten close to that was like seeing Furious 7. And that was when all the normals started like crying. I was just <laughs> yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I still love that ending. It's great. Um, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't blame them, but just like one of them was like all nerds crying, like ugly crying. The other one was just like, oh, here's everybody else. That's their return. To the <laughs> right there. Okay. Okay. Again, we'll put that. We'll put that on the box. <laughs> uh, Alex, what was your experience? Do you remember? Uh, definitely didn't have as exciting of experience, but I, watched, I definitely did the rewatch both of them the same day before going out to see it. I think I did a midnight. Um, you know, and had work the next day, which was probably a dumb idea because I didn't get home until, you know, at five in the morning or something, whatever it was, um, after all the, you know, trailers and the four hour movie. But yeah, yeah, it was definitely one of those moments. I, I, I felt this with every single film in theaters when I was just sitting down and just as soon as the movie started, I was like, oh my God, it, it's really happening. <laughs> you have this kind of this sense of awe and shock and you just get sucked right into it for it. And it still happens to me every time I watch it at home even it just it's i don't know i it just it's some immediately get transported to these worlds it's kind of it's, it's one of those like um it's such a sure surely directed film that it just pulls you right into it and um and I, even the extended versions which i mean i don't know I, I, we're going to talk about it later about our our uh, issues we may have with the extended versions but um i feel like they still they still hold you for the whole runtime all four hours which is a remarkable minutes. thing for a four hour long f- fantasy movie i don't know yeah, it's it's insane. Uh, well, my uh, my experience was uh, this actually. Um, I was a projectionist at the time. I was working at the uh, the AMC in Framingham, Justin, uh, oh. when this movie came out, and so it, we got it on. Uh, I think this was ten ten reels. So it was a big heavy. <laughs> it was it was it almost did not. Oh, this fit is when on we had bladder. film with actual yeah. film. This was an actual. This, <laughs> this was when they were they were they, were they were hard drives. There weren't hard drives. Actual <laughs> film. Uh, so I got so I got to see this a couple of days early, but not in the mm. best setting because it was like this is technically my job. We have to you, uh. you you assemble the film and then you have to watch and make sure it's all right, everything's in the right order, etc. So it was just me and a, all my, all like all the all the people in the projection booth, and we had to fight off everyone else who worked in the theater to be like, no, you can't come and watch this. I forget, <laughs> I forget the reason why, but we're just like, no, we, we, we can't do it. Uh, just like a new line, new line exec just sitting in the audience with a sniper rifle. Just like, <laughs> oh yeah, come on in. Yeah. And it was uh, still 
just wonderful, wonderfully fantastic. Just absolutely brilliant. I saw it again opening night. And then a couple days later, I was in Boston, like doing some color correction on a movie, on some film I had shot. And then I like took that film into the theater. It was sitting in the front row. And I remembered at some point I was like exhausted because I'd seen the movie once and I was doing all this work. It was finals. And I just I remember falling asleep for the Shelob scene, which is weird because I never fall asleep during a movie. I like I like I gotta push through, but this one was like, I I can do this. It's fine. I can just fall asleep just a little bit. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> uh, but still, it's uh, maybe not maybe not the best ex- maybe not the best experience I had. Certainly, my time with the two towers and uh, the fellowship were, I think, better. But uh, there was still a sense of sadness and. Uh, longing for and just you know just because this is the end it's a farewell it's the farewell tour of this <laughs> this had been the best christmas present for three years and like at the time like oh maybe they'll make the hobbit and it'll be great for one one or two years remember that way it's like you back at hobbiton you know just not knowing about the outside <laughs> world and not knowing the horrors that were going to be visited upon you Oh, the horrors, the horrors of excess, and you're like, oh, Peter, like, and and also I remember thinking, man, I can't wait for for King Kong. It's gonna be tight. It's gonna be awesome. I like, it I was, like King it was Kong. awesome. It was not yeah. that tight, but it was <laughs> right. I like it. Not exactly tight. Yeah, and it, a uh, stronger editor, mess, but yeah. still, it doesn't need to be. That doesn't need to be more than. It's a King Kong movie. It doesn't need to be more than ninety minutes. I mean, I don't like, know what hell. God bless him for trying. Just yeah, it was like there's a monkey and he destroys stuff that you you know cut print just film that. That's right. all you needed. Yeah, it's really. But he it's decided really... to go the extra mile. God bless him. Yeah, we got a, we got a cool we got a cool dinosaur fight. Always appreciate it. That's and that true. insect sequence, which still freaks me out until no end. Oh. But <laughs> terrifying, terrifying. But yeah, it was yeah, but... saying it was saying goodbye and. It was. It's you know. Even watching it now, I was like, Man, "This like, yeah, it's got a lot of issues." But at this mm-hmm. point, like at this point, I'm in. I'm I'm in all mm-hmm. the way on for this ride, Peter Jackson. Whatever you want to do, just do it to me right now, and I mm-hmm. uh, and I will love it, and I still love it. I think this used to be. Where does this one fall in in like the the hierarchy in the in your one two three of it? Because we all got one. Well, well. The, well, shoot. Go for it. So, the theatrical Return of the King is probably like right under like the extended Fellowship, but the extended Return of the King is kind of right under Two Towers almost. Like it's such a mixed bag of like the theatrical gets so much right, but there's also stuff missing in it that kind of prevents it from being perfect. And then you have the extended Return of the King, which is like, oh yeah, here's all that stuff you want to see. Oh, wonderful! And we also everything some other stuff yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, cause it's an extra whole extra hour. I mean, it's it's the longest. Uh, it's the the most footage put back into any of the extended versions, mm-hmm. um, by, by a far. Long, a long but, time. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. I, I I watching them. It's weird because I haven't seen the theatrical ones in so long. Probably since they were released uh, on video, you know, when when I had to get them before, <laughs> before those extended versions oh, came yeah, out. Yeah. Um, but having watched the extended ones, I have to say, yeah, Fellowship is probably my favorite, followed by Two Towers and then Return of the King. I, I think it it follow it flows that way for me. Okay. 
I'm a I'm I'm yeah. a I'm a two one three guy. I'm a two towers fellowship return of the king, uh, which is which I, which I think we we're all in agreement. It's not to say this is a bad this is a bad movie. No, it's just no, no, me, no. The, perhaps no. the other ones are just a little better. Right, I yeah. still think fellowship is 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 this. Well, it's weird because it's the thing about return of the king is like it's all climax almost. It's like there, there's no, you know, it's like we're, we've gotten to this point where we need everything to end, and the whole movie is wrapping things up almost in a way. Yeah. There's not too much more. I mean, there's this Sam, Sam gets his, you know, moments, stuff like that, but there's not too many, you know, character arcs being explored here. It's just kind of all coming to the end point. Um, and it just takes a long time to get to that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's, I, and I, I feel like the, you know, the world building and, and also maybe it, it's all. Also, I feel like the Hobbit parts of Fellowship matter so much to me, and I feel like that gives the movie a lot of its heart, and a lot of that is kind of lost, necessarily so, because of the story, because you're dealing with awful darkness and evil and, and horror, um, but it does get very crushing mm -hmm. uh, for a viewer to sit through eight hours of just, just these are awful things that orcs are going to do to you and your families, and there's no hope. Right. <laughs> or like and a I've... little tiny, you know, glimmer of hope. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the part that I like about it, though, because they really do kind of lower the boom. We're like, okay, Frodo and Sam are kind of going through yeah. hell at the moment, and they're almost in Mount Doom, and it's just going to be you know awful when they get there. They know this, but the fact that they go back and they're just like, oh, right, there's two other hobbits, and they don't kind of wheel spin them like they did with Two Towers. Mm -hmm. Now you have this point where, you know, now, you know, Pippin went to Minas Tirith and uh, Denethor, and you have that, and <laughs> <laughs> and then you have Mary coming along. I like Denethor. I like Denethor as the best character he is. Like he's a yeah, wonderful, yeah. Right. he's a wonderful right. exactly. Villain, he's a good best. I hate him so much. But <laughs> although I don't know why he goes for such a long run when he's burning alive. It's a very That's the one long thing run. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go for a jog. I gotta get my steps in. Uh, I gotta, I gotta go. I'm gonna just go take a dive off the edge of. It's like, oh, I know. I'm gonna go go jump in my pool forty stories down. Right. No, it's cool. <laughs> but, no, but but it's but yeah, but it's but it's not the forty stories so stories down. It's the, it's the he's in a completely different section. He has to run through the castle, yeah. past, past the past the guards, past it's the tree. Like nobody stopped him, threw a blanket on him or nothing. You know, like none of the Roy Hero had a horse blanket or something. Yeah. I don't know. He's like, come put oh, the right fire out. Um, in case you haven't noticed, we're fighting. <laughs> freaking war here would you mind putting your own fire out please? right <laughs> but and then and then you realize oh yeah this is the same guy who made bad taste and uh, meet the meet the feebles yes. and you're like yeah, yeah. there is so <laughs> many moments there's i love this every time there's a little moment where it's like oh yeah there's that there's that humor even some of like the like the slow motion parts when uh uh like you know things are going crazy it's like oh there's that peter jackson i know and love or some of the orc <laughs> parts where just they start doing like the wacky camera angles and stuff like that i just I love when like the little glimpses of the craziness. I, I love like when one of some of my favorite genre directors. It's like the whole um, it's like the whole Sam Raimi thing in Spider Man Two, the Doc Octopus sequence, yes. the, like yeah. infamous horror sequence, where it's like, oh yeah, that's the, that's exactly why I used to love that guy. And it's funny because yeah, you, you forget, you know, because he's come so far and he has doing a big so many budget and this big yeah yeah, but he still has it in him. And and there's definitely parts in this that is some real dark parts, parts with Gollum especially get real real twisted. Really, um, really just, and this oh, one. For real. All right. Okay. Well, uh, guys, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the 2003 Academy Awards, where Lord of the Rings kicked some ass. So stick yes. around. You're not going to want to miss it. And the Oscar goes to. 
It's a clean sweep. The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, Barry M. Osborne, Peter Jackson, and Fran Walsh Producers. This is the 11th Academy Award win tonight for The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Tying the record for most wins with the films Titanic and Ben-Hur. So I'm just waiting for Fran to get her Oscar. There we go. <laughs> oh, this is just unbelievable. And I'm so honored, touched, and relieved that the Academy and the members of the Academy that have supported us have, have seen past the trolls and the wizards and the hobbits and are recognizing fantasy this year. Fantasy is an F word that hopefully the five-second delay won't do anything with. <laughs> um, I just want to say a very few quick words, uh, especially to the people of New Zealand and the government of New Zealand and the city councils and everybody who's supported us the length, the length and breadth of the country. Billy Crystal's welcome to come and make a film in New Zealand anytime he wants. <laughs> a special thanks to Peter Nelson and Ken Cammons, who were with me right from the days of Bad Taste and Meet the Feebles, which were, which were wisely overlooked by the Academy at that time. And I especially want to pay tribute to our uh, wonderful producer, Barry Osborne, and I'd please like him to say a few words. The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, won Best Picture at the it's, 2003 Academy Awards. That much is obvious. That is why we're talking about it. But how much did it win? Justin Clark, surprise question. What awards did Lord of the Rings win? Just take a, just take a guess. Just throw wait, one out wait, there. Wait, 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 no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. The answer is everything. That's your simplified <laughs> answer there. It won everything. It, like that Simpsons it, episode, it ate everything. It won everything. <laughs> it, it, it really it's really did. honestly easier to say what it didn't win. It really, Honestly, this is like literally yeah. easier. It didn't win any of you the know, acting. It didn't win any acting. Animated. Animated, <laughs> acting. Win documentary. Uh, original screenplay didn't win. Oh, no, Fog, of War. Fog of War is great. Fog of War, Fog of, Fog of War is, is, is great. It's a really um, great movie. And, yeah. Pretty much, uh... But it didn't win oh. short films. It didn't win, win, win the documentary. It didn't right. win Best Foreign. Uh, what else? Okay, actors. It didn't win any of the actors. It didn't win any of the actors. It did not win sound editing. It won sound mixing. I think those are two separate mm-hmm. things. Uh, costume, and cinematography. Makeup. It did, yeah, it didn't win cinematography. That's surprising, actually. To a Master Commander. It wasn't even nominated. Admittedly, Master, yep. Ma- admittedly, Master Commander's dope. We'll talk about that. But, uh... To be, to be clear, it won Picture, Director, Adapted Screenplay, Original Score, Best Song, FX, Art Direction, Costume Design, Makeup, Sound Mixing, Film Editing. It was nominated for 11. It won all 11. Uh, I believe it is the only film to do so. Do not quote me on that, but I am pretty sure no, that... No, it's... Oh, to get all of it, it's the most awarded. Yeah. And it was tied for tied with Ben-Hur and Titanic for the most wins, mm-hmm. which is at 11. Right. Both of which were large epics that won ma- the majority of the technical awards, although Ben-Hur did pick up acting as well for uh, What's-His-Face, mm-hmm. the supporting guy. What? Yeah. <laughs> What's-His-Face, you know, that guy. <laughs> you know, the, black, the blackface <laughs> guy. <laughs> okay. Oh, the Arabic face. Hugh Griffin, yeah. Yeah, so um, I, I believe that is a total of 17. Was it the first one won four? This one, the second one won two. So it's a total of 17 awards. Clearly, they were saving the best for last. Like they like they knew something <laughs> was up. Um, yeah. It's, it's, or were they? 
Or were they though, Steve? Was it really? Uh, <laughs> give me a look. He's... <laughs> give me a look. No, it's... <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that to me. Don't don't just but ask was questions. It really... <laughs> was it really because of this movie, or was it because of everything? That's that's what we have to think about. You know, I, I, oh. like I really feel like I mean, obviously, it's a whole trilogy. It's it's a. I don't think it got the award just for Return of the King. I, right. as, as much as I love Return of the King, I don't think anyone can agree that it was just for that. It was just for the whole achievement, everything yeah. they did. It's for the whole three years. The, the whole story. each one increasingly more popular. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 amazing. It is amazing what they accomplished. It's it's it doesn't make any sense that they did. I mean, obviously, and they showed with the Hobbit <laughs> that it's not something they could just do again. You know, it's not right. something that anyone probably could do again. Just crank out three movies at once and and have them all be as successful and as culturally invasive as Lord of the Rings. Was. No, I know yeah. it's nice that they gave it a cumulative kind of you know slate of awards though because I think that was yeah. what was holding it back before they just kind of they knew everything was coming and they were just like okay let's just see where this goes and then mm-hmm. we we'll start giving it awards and they pretty much yeah they gave it pretty much everything <laughs> except for the actor awards which it's so. And therein lies the rub because it's mm-hmm. very much, you know, it's got, you know, fantastic performances in it. But, I mean, if you look over the slate of who was actually nominated for this one year, where, again, it didn't get nominated for any actress, act, you know, actor awards, if you well, look at actress. that slate, there's. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. If you look at that, that slate, again. it's like, it's hard to <laughs> know. It's hard yeah. to argue like who the people that were nominated were just like yeah they kind of couldn't have hit it hit that even if they were mm-hmm. nominated they probably would have lost that like they had monster like Shirley Theron was up for monster that year yeah. it was just like yeah, yeah. there's nobody yeah nobody yeah <laughs> Roger right. Ebert called that the one of like the greatest performance of all time and I'm like I can't really argue with mm-hmm. that okay yeah Sean Penn I think won best actor who won best supporting actor I. Should have these notes. I think it was here. Tim Robbins. Another yeah. Mr. Oh, yeah. Robbins. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Mr. 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 Kribber. He was good. He was good, but and, um, like if like if but you know what? Throw Andy Circus in there. Throw Sean Astin. Sean Astin was amazing in this movie. He hasn't been amazing in a lot of things. Really he was a dynamite in this film. But just like you don't have to give it to him, just throw it in there. Just, just just give it to him. Like just give him the nomination. He's finally the heart of the film. He's he's you know, he, he it's his it's almost his story in a way. Frodo is just kind of a not, not that Frodo, of course, isn't essential <laughs> to the film, but without Sam, nothing gets done. Yeah, exactly. It, right. Sam is responsible for getting the ring there, basically. Yeah. And it, I remember when they were campaigning for Oscars for that, like that one scene, like, I can't carry it for you, but I can't carry you. Like, you know that one shot, you know that one cover of Gone with the Wind where you just see, like, Clark Gable holding, like, Scarlett O'Hara, just kind of like, you know, the, this the epic romance of our times. And that was the shot they used for Return of the King. When they were pimping it out for Oscars, yeah. just like Sam holding Frodo, like they're about to make out, and just <laughs> they went, they went all for that. They were just like, you know, play it up, just go for it. Who knows? And it didn't get, it didn't get it. But you know what? Doesn't matter. Still a great moment. Still a great yep. moment. Oh yes. But um, so Return of the King, it won eleven. There were actually some other movies. Uh, I don't think it was actually a very competitive year because everyone. It was. It was like when Daniel Day Lewis plays anything you're like oh, well obviously yeah, he's I'm going to getting... like he's gonna win like it's fine uh <laughs> guys what were um justin what were the other movies that were nominated in 2000 for 2003 uh for best picture it was lost in translation master and commander mystic river and oh sea biscuit yes sea biscuit yes <laughs> uh you know what three out of four of those are good movies one of them not so good sea biscuit 
it, you can just write. You don't have to see that. Justin, yeah. Justin, you said earlier you never see it. You don't have to. Uh, Mystic River. I'm off the I, enjoy, book. I enjoy it. It's fine. It's it's, it's uh, this is a Eastwood. This is an East, this is an Eastwood movie. Eastwood, oh, Eastwood yeah. like came back with a vengeance in like the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. You're like, what is happening here? Uh, Lost in Translation. That's that's a movie that won best original screenplay. Sofia Coppola. It's very um, uh, still still a wonderful movie, I think. And you know, Bill mm-hmm. Bill Murray yeah, yeah. at his Bill yeah. Murray best it made Scarlett jo- made jo- Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson too. I mean, that was the first movie that everyone was kind of introduced to. Yeah, yeah. And then I think Ghost. I think was Ghost World before or after because she's also Ghost World was before, but she's Ghost World was before, but it wasn't that. But like she got way yeah, she got way better. She pretty much dropped off the the planet after that, but still, yeah, 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 and yeah, and and, uh, I I still say for relaxing times, Centauri times, just whenever I'm drinking any (laughs) any scotch or whiskey, it's not it doesn't it doesn't have to be Centauri or anything. Uh, and fun- <laughs> stupid internet ruined that movie for me because I still think like anytime at the end we're like you know Scarlett you know is crying and Bill Murray leans in I just keep seeing that meme Hail Hydra yeah <laughs> yeah or yeah or or uh, or uh, Jeff Fuel doesn't melt steam uh, steel beams Scarlett. <laughs> 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 It's goofy stuff like that. That's all that whiskey. But but honestly, uh, like I just recently I rewatched Master and Commander like a couple of years ago. It's good. That's a good movie, and I am so sad it didn't become a big hit because I would love to see more of of these uh, of these like more grounded pirate movies with Russell Crowe and Paul Bettany just like going on adventures and stuff. Because this was because this was also the year of Pirates of the Caribbean, and like so we get the fantastical pirates. And I'm like, but Master Commander is a really good movie. It's a lousy book. I read the book. It is not easy to get through. But the movie's great. Yeah, these are good nominees, but sorry, like you just aren't. They just weren't winning, and that's that's too bad. <laughs> but uh, I'm reading through the list here. 2003, you know. We had some good movies then. Alex, Justin, you want to talk about some of the films that came out then that may, in our own personal world, may have been nominated for Best Picture, but obviously weren't. Um, Monster being a big one out of there because that was one of those movies where like it kind of gets buried by the performance, but just the fact that they kind of went there and they really like leaned into creating this ugly character in this ugly world, doing this ugly stuff. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, that's one of those just underrated movies that kind of gets buried by there's only this one performance. No, the whole movie is just, you know, harrowing as all get out. Uh, Alex, uh, <laughs> what what else we got there? Any, any, what, are, what are some other good things for you? Bad Boys 2 came out this year. Yeah. Which I still, I still yeah, hold we... up as the greatest action movie of our times. Yeah, what are I we still think Bad Boys 2 is... is... It's like next level action. I, I don't care what anybody says about that guy. Bay knows his action. He, he really movie does. Just, it's the stupidest, most exciting action movie like yeah. to come out. I, I mean, it, you know, Fast and Furious kind of tapped into that whole like, you know, ludicrous, uh, almost superhuman, uh, you know, stunts and you know, not, not even stunts, but, you know, just those characters. Um, it definitely tapped into that whole thing. Eventually, right. it took a while to get there. Um, but, but Bad Boys, Bad Boys only took two movies to get right. to the, the good part. Yeah, but but fa- to my knowledge, Fast and Furious has never had a had a, had a street race where 
bodies start falling <laughs> out of another <laughs> killer. Corpses at it's just, God, it's so, oh, it's so, so depraved. Well, it's so gorgeous. gruesome. It's so awful. Oh, God. Oh, uh, the entire movie is just like, oh, by the way, like, here's, you know, we're just going to throw corpses out. Oh, yeah, we're just going to play <laughs> dead chicks, breast implants. Also, God is dead and humanity was a joke. Like, you know, there's just that much. <laughs> But let's, let's not forget that it film. ends with them and let's not forget that it ends with them invading Cuba <laughs> to save <laughs> they, they just, with a bunch of guys they just met. They're just like, you know what, let's go invade Cuba to get back my right. girl my, my girlfriend and my sister. They just drive a Holy hover crap. down like a hill through a bunch of like, oh my god, this movie is so It's like, hey, we caused an international incident. Right. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Oh, oh, we had we had fun that year, but yeah. Uh, but speaking, <laughs> it was a ridiculous year. It was a ridiculous yeah. year. We had a uh, Too Fast and Furious, yeah. Too Fast, Too Furious that year as well. Speaking of Fast, there was furious. a lot of those. Yeah, it was had, a big car year. That was a big car. It was like the holy trinity of car years. It was like that Matrix Reloaded, Terminator Three, and yeah, it was just a good year for just vehicular mayhem altogether, and that was good <laughs> times for all involved. Yeah. For prat for practical effects vehicular mayhem, right? Like yeah. they, they broke a lot of cars that year. Um, yeah, I, I also, also was uh, Final, Des- Final Station Two came out this year. Was that the was that we the one? The, was that the one with the truck? The yeah. the logging? Oh yeah, that's the one. Right. They got. The big car, yeah, the wonderful opening scene. It's got the greatest opening sequence where the, the yeah, the traffic, <laughs> uh, the traffic jam where everyone just dies on the on the highway. It's it's that's like such a guilty pleasure of mine. That series, it just just just, just want to watch people die in increasingly horrific ways. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Father of two <laughs> children, right there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> One day I will share the joy of these, these films with oh, them. I'm looking forward to it. So <laughs> <much>. <laughs> it was also it was also the year they they tried doing that whole comic book thing. I'm reading. I'm looking. We got. Oh God! Yes, this we have, tried. Being we, have, we have Hulk. I know which one you're. I know which one you're looking at right away. Hulk, Daredevil, and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, I oh. Daredevils. The Daredevil theatricals awful. The the extended is actually pretty good. See, um, I keep hearing that. Is that really? Is it really that much? Better? It, it adds. It, like, it adds a subplot yeah. with Coolio, and I'm like, Coolio, you just made the movie better. The fuck is happening? <laughs> what? What is? Is that a sentence that you'll ever say? That's never say again. One movie, like it's actually. I wouldn't say like it's a drastically like. Oh my god, this is a wholly different movie. But it is actually a decent movie as opposed to the theatrical cut, which you know is a trash fire. Oh, but it's terrible. As by comparison, it's definitely an improvement there. My big thing that year was because I'm, and again. One of those things I'm probably going to get sniped out my window for is I would gladly take Hulk over a lot of the MCU. Ooh, I, okay. I love the Angly Hulk so I much. Too I don't know why day. people. I don't know why people hate on it. It's a really good movie and it's trying to be different and fun. It's not. Well, I get why. Movie, that's yeah, why it's it's not it's not simple yeah. and committee made and. Yeah. That's probably yeah, why it's, it's it's not it's not made to appeal to a mass audience, you know. It's very much an <laughs> at least art it house comic book movie. It was yeah. very much a movie where like you know it's all about like you know this guy's relationship with his father, having anger issues, like figuring out yeah. who he is, like you know trying to go back in his past, trying to reconcile that, and there's all this comic book stuff happening around that. But it is a slow, independent psychological drama 
that just happens to have the abomination. Well, not the abomination, but the no. you know, absorbing absorbing man. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's mm. it's like really good. I love it. I, I wish Eric Bana would still be like I love Mark Ruffalo, but like I really like Eric Bana as Bruce Banner. I think he's I think he's great. But and that was the whole thing because like each Hulk has played just three different movies. Like Eric Bana was again playing a drama, and that kind of made him great. Um, you know, Mark Ruffalo does great, but he's kind of playing like a kind of everyday schlub, just trying to get by every day. And he kind of gets into like the heart of the character, which is good. Edward Norton, he don't care for him. He, yeah, he tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but if you want a real comic book movie, or really, or like mostly comic book movie, you can watch League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which is another trash fire of a film. Oh yeah, that's that that was brilliant. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was a film. Yep. I was uh, running was, at 24 frames a second. It, yeah, they, they 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 had actors in it. One of those actors <laughs> was Sean Connery. He never acted again after that. <laughs> and, oh, but this, uh, uh, but this... they did have X2. They did have X-Men 2, which I enjoy. Oh, yeah, that was 2000. Which hasn't held up. Has, I, have, I, I, I would say, have you ever visited it? I saw it a couple years ago. I don't, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't. I remember like loving it when it first came out. Yeah, is it... and always like, oh yeah, at least we have X two. At least we have X two. No matter what other <laughs> what other movies come out, because yeah. after the third one too. Um, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really hold up. It's not too entertaining at all. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. I... Maybe it's a rose colored glasses. Pers- per- but, uh... but I mean, personally, now I say, well, at least we have X Men Apocalypse. No, I don't. I don't think that. anybody says that. Nobody, nobody says that. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I still like X2. There's still a lot to get right in it. It's just that now, compared to what we've gotten since, it's just like, well, right. it's kind of a stepping stone. Like, I remember that being the first time where it's just like, oh, this might actually be some money in this whole comic book thing. Like, they actually <laughs> are starting to inject, like, storytelling in here. And my mm-hmm. big thing is just like in all of those X movies, no matter which one it is, no matter how bad it is, no matter how boring Brian Singer can get, Ian McKellen is going to be good in it. Yes, he is. Count on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Ian McKellen knocking it out of the park in 2003. X two, Lord of the Rings. He's got he that. He's good. got that market cornered. All right, guys. Uh, anyways, we will, when we come back, we're finally going to start talking about Return of the King. I'm so excited. Yeah. Stick around. Shy, Mr. It'll be spring soon. The orchards will be in blossom. And the birds will be nesting in the hazel thicket. And they'll be sowing the summer barley in the lower fields. And eating the first of the strawberries with cream. Do you remember the taste of strawberries? Sam, I can't recall the taste of food. Not the sound of water. Touch of grass. Naked in the dark. There's, there's nothing. No veil. It's with me. And the wheel of fire. Then let us be rid of it. Once and for all. Come on, Mr. Frodo. I can't carry it for you. But I can carry you. Come on! 
so we have come to it at last. We're discussing Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, and we'll open the floor to you gentlemen. And I will, uh, I will just, I'll just say, uh, to me, this has this film has the highest of the highs, but also the lowest of the lows. Thoughts on that? Well, it's pretty much, I mean, it earned that, for me, it won that Best Picture Oscar. I mean, pretty much this was everything that two years had been building towards. They tie everything up. They hit those emotional highs you mentioned. And just everything just pays off so very big in this movie. Like, there isn't just somebody just like, and then they live happily ever after. It's no, like, every emotion comes to a head. Every, like, moment of heroism, every moment of... Even love. I mean, there's like a romantic ending, and it's just a simple ending for Aragorn, but they handle it with just like a whole lot of grace and just, I don't know, him and Armin going off together is just the sweetest thing in the world. And just all the way through is just this air of this is everything that you've been waiting for. We're going to pay off this story in spades on top of. I don't know, you have all these happy endings all happening at once, and then you get to the end, and then there's this one bittersweet note that they need to play, and they stretch that out, and they bring every ounce of just melancholy and gut-stabbing, like, heartbreak out of it. Yeah. And that's the note they send you off on. And that's why everyone was crying in the theater. Ugly oh, crying. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. And <laughs> just... But even still, like, to this day, like, I, again, I watched it a couple weeks ago, and even then, like, I'm sitting alone just with my cat, like, goes, like, uh, Pelhamor Field, and then that scene happens, and for me, it's not even, like, just what's happening there, which is bad enough, but it's when just that one moment where, you know, Frodo's getting on the ship, you know, he said goodbye to his friend, which is bad enough, and he turns back, and for the first time in 12 hours, you look back, and there's this hobbit from the shire who's just happy to be seeing his friends for the last time and yeah. that's the point where no matter what is happening like i've run across it on cable just come across it on that <laughs> one scene and just broke right there just like <laughs> it's just the best and the worst right there just yeah it's, it's wonderful yeah because you know because it wasn't about it's not a, was the like yes it was about saving the world but it was never really about saving the world it was the one thing i applaud jackson for doing is always keeping it about it's about frodo and sam it's about you know the fellowship that is built on love and this this mission and they all it's it was always about that and that's what makes it work for me that's what makes all 4 hours and 20 minutes of this goddamn movie work <laughs> <laughs> no but no but you know because i was watching i'm like the bat like palena or fields like this is like this is wearing on me right now like this just mm -hmm. took a lot of time and i still to me the the ghost army felt a lot like shit guys we ran out of like uh we don't have enough people like <laughs> oh no we we just, hey, well we just happened to be camping near this Ghost Canyon, that is probably where Kirk and Spock were on <laughs> Star Trek V. And why don't you go there and maybe you can talk to the ghost people and maybe they can help us out? Like, oh, isn't that convenient? Really? Uh, very, very <laughs> <convenient>. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> Perfect place to camp. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But, 
And then Unless you like live with the Eagles, that, that would have been probably been better. Yeah. <laughs> that moment, though, that's kind of like <laughs> the exemplar of like where the movie hits its lows, though. Because, I mean, yeah, there's some cool, like, you know, Frighteners effects in there. But it's also <laughs> the point where they added the. I think that's the biggest addition in the extended edition. Like, besides the Saruman scenes, like, they right. add, like, so much stuff with the Ghost Army. But they had like handle it in like two minutes in the theatrical, but in the extended, it just goes on forever while like all these unfunny jokes and the skulls falling oh, down. The Gimli, yeah, and, yeah. The Gimli yeah, stuff yeah. again. Like, they had more so, of that like goofy Gimli like, moments yeah, where him like, stepping blow, on the skulls and yeah. yeah, it's like come on, Gimli. Get it together, like, get man. You're a dwarf. It. Yeah. <laughs> but, but again, yeah. it was it was very it was very Jacksonian. I'm like I'm like I'm yeah, like. It is. Uh, I, 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 I posted like guys remember when someone asks you what makes the best picture movie it's like you can say ghost army you can say it's a <laughs> mountain of falling skulls and like you are right that's an element that could totally go into a best a movie that won best picture it's fantastic well, the falling skulls but, is only extended i version. know but nobody yep. nobody Armor. cares about the <laughs> 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 out there i mean you had titanic which totally ends on like you know they go under sea and oh there's a whole ghost like ship army in there i mean just oh, yeah. saying so, it's yeah, a thing it's a, oh, totally ghosts. Ghosts, ghosts are big ghosts on ships ghosts yeah. on ships but also um speaking why of, did ghost ship win all the awards <laughs> Just... No, just to make sure, Ghost Ship was the one where like that wire comes apart and like they cut yes, everybody. Yes, that's the only thing. That's the only thing anyone should remember okay. of that movie. But yeah, okay, it's, it's... I, I digress. That was worth best best picture right there. That okay. was. It is we'll, a wonderful. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to the Academy then. We have that cloud here now. Um, <laughs> what are they going to add a best kills award? <laughs> <laughs> certainly, certainly a best stunt <laughs> award. Well, we can we can talk about. That. There's um, some good kills in this movie. There's some there are, very good kills in this movie, are, especially with they the, do a lot of oh, the elephants. Yeah. There's a lot of uh... a lot of gruesome things. <laughs> that elephant sequence is still yes. ridiculous. I like. Oh, I kind of love it, it but it's like, goddamn it, Legolas. That shot of them all looking at it, like with all of them on the horses looking off onto the distance and just watching them, just looking at them looking stunned. Like, yeah. what the hell is that? It's yeah. such a great moment. It's so great. It's, I actually, I, for, I, I forgot about that because I saw them, I like, they were, they were just mowing through the orcs. I'm like, fuck yeah, they're going to win. We don't need the ghosts. I'm like, yeah. oh shit, we have giant elephants. Yeah. Fuck. I forgot. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, this could be awesome. And it's like, it's so, it's so cool how they, how they handle it. It's and yeah. that's my favorite part of it because it's yeah it's the most heroic moment like you have the charge of the Rohirrim which that's the point in the movie where it's just like I have goosebumps and then it doesn't stop until like credits start rolling that's like where the true ending starts happening mm-hmm. and it's the biggest heroic moment in the movie and it was just like well how do we raise the stakes from here ah wait a second <laughs> and when they actually get into it you think it's just going to be okay there's going to be elephants charging in and no music cuts out there's just dudes getting stomped all over the place my favorite like one of the things that like i use for like a demo for any sound system i get is that one moment where like you know the one elephant's ear gets caught and rams into another <laughs> elephant i've lived in three i've lived in four different apartments since that movie's come out and every single time like i've shaken windows with just that one hit <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I might have woken up my children. I won't, I won't say or say not. I might have woken up my children trying to watch this the other night. Yeah. Um, because there's no way to there's no way to watch these battle sequences without the surround sound crank. This it's You need to be immersed in this yeah. in this stuff. Like yeah. the the, yeah. the the stomping on the like the pounding on the gates from the the, the battering ram. It's, it's just it's yeah. brawn. Yeah. 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 
Which was so I'm like Crom? No, I was like that's not Crom. Crom. <laughs> it's yeah. a, such a weird moment for the uh, the the disc to cut off. That's that's, that's what the uh, that's the intermission sequence. It is. And um, Braun is coming in. I guess it, where else do you cut it though? It's right in the middle of the battle though. I don't I don't know. It's it's yeah. but the battle takes up it's the enti- yeah, basically it the entire second act. But um, does it take like I think it might take an hour. because like, it, it does keep cutting. It's not like it's not like um. It's not like two towers where the battle is is you know the climax. It's this is just it keeps cutting to other right. other things going on. Yeah, completely forgets about Frodo. <laughs> like all it it, it, minute, it, yeah. it it always goes back to Frodo in the in the orc tower. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah right. <laughs> like the actual movie is happening right it's over here. Let's, let's let's check in on that. I did appreciate how much more it, there is of Frodo and Sam though in this movie. I feel like the the, the emphasis is is smart because it, it kind of. It definitely, yeah. I mean, like some Gollum stuff, it doesn't focus as much on that in the two towers. It's more about like um, introducing the world of men and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just is how the whole hierarchy over there and it kind of forgets about uh, the hobbits yeah. a lot, except for the extended version. It gives, you know, it gives, of course, it gives the hobbits a lot more to do. Right. Um, well, I think, I think, I think, in, I think in the two, t- the two towers, it was very much, that was very much Gollum's story. He needed to go through yeah. the arc to get to, you know, have, have, have his crisis of faith and then become. Go, the evil one so now we can focus on how sam and frodo deal with that their friendship and their their love for one another and sam and now it's like first movie was frodo coming to grips with what he has to do second movie is Gollum. third movie this is this is all about sam it's all about sam becoming yeah. he become he is the hero of the movies he like he might not be actually carrying the ring but he is the one who make sure the ring gets to where it's going and he's the you know he's the one who saves frodo at the end and it's just he's just so great in this he's yeah yeah and my favorite thing about sam in this movie is especially in the extended because they add a whole lot of these little moments in there it's not just the fact that he's like you know frodo's support and he's the one who's like kind of you know keeping him afloat and all this but it's more that they stop the movie like so many times to for sam to just remind frodo that there's still something good out there that there's still something beautiful like my one of my favorite bits in the extended is there's this whole bit at the beginning where like they're just walking through like you know random thing of trees and there's like you know this broken statue head on the yeah. ground and just the sunshine through and he's just like hey that king has a crown and like you can hear like the the actual like coronation theme in the background while it's happening and just like mm-hmm. that simple moment where just like sam is still amused and like fascinated by the world like and it happens later when they're in mountain doom and extended as well where like they look up and there's actually stars up there and they're just like we're not in hell we're still mm-hmm. in you know yeah. one star place. we're still, we can still get back there's, there. there's still beauty in the world his the yeah. the moment there's like i think it's one of the greatest cinematic moments like ever it's just a, the best combination of like every technique you have as a director and as a filmmaker is when they're on mount doom and frodo is just just crawling up there the the that like harp music is swelling mm-hmm. and then sam like cradles him and he tells him they they're talking about the shire and all like the strawberries and it, the, the like there's hell, hell literally raining down on them and i'm like this mm-hmm. is and I, like at that point, it's it's nothing but tears until the very end. I'm like, mm-hmm. I am just on board uh, entirely with this, and, and, and that's what that's what I'm saying. This movie has like there are so, there are just so many great moments in this film that even the like the slow stuff, the bad stuff, it's like it doesn't it doesn't matter. It just overpowers you with just these brilliant pieces. The lighting of the uh, 
the the beacons it's like one of my wife's most yeah, it's like, a great moment it's a, one a of my bit. wife's favorite moments in 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 the film it's just, it's just like it's there's so much to it but there's also like so much crap as well like the army of the they dead really, and, they really need a better um the beacon they really need a better system for getting the word out yeah i have some questions about that like how, who, birds. like who pays for um uh like yeah. uh, like do the people the people manning those things get compensated to their fa- like yeah. there's there's some logistical <laughs> things that was an old claim, right. and i actually did hear from like there were people that you come they kind of live like you know norwegian countries like up you know basically netherlands kind of place mm-hmm. and apparently that did used to be a thing where like there would be, literally be mm. families who there that was their entire job generation to generation <laughs> to stay up there and like be able to light beacons for people living far away to just know what's going on in like you know whatever their major metropolis was so yeah you have to wonder just like this is just like a family job where there's just these people living in the mountains and that's their whole job to look out for when crap's going down you must be so yeah. excited when it happens <laughs> yeah. like, like, yes! like it's our time it's finally I'm, happening. I'm gonna do this so well i'm gonna light the shit out of this beacon but you must feel so awful after like what do we do now right. we just kind of yeah, pile up sticks back up it's like the, it's wait like... till the next it's like it's like it's like it's like the it's like the it's like the butter robot from uh rick and morty <laughs> yeah they can't light a fire because if they lit a fire they'd be like like oh shit we fucked up they're gonna everyone, what do you do you they just like load it, they're like a cook, cooking fire. <laughs> yeah um uh thor is okay. oh sorry you want to go on? No, 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 go for it. Right. Denethor. Yeah, I was going to talk about another character, but Denethor is, is good. Right, yeah. uh, Denethor, Denethor, we finally we finally get a, like a full taste of him. What I really mm-hmm. I, I like, I don't know why it took me so long to realize this. Denethor and Thaden are kind of two sides of the same coin. They're both fathers who lost something, and I love how Jackson Jackson doesn't really call much attention to it. It's just one of those things that's like there in the text, and they are both dudes who are. Dealing with the loss of their sons in two completely different manners. Right. And John Noble, John Noble <laughs> and, just and the loss him. of power. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's so I love the way he's just clinging to his role, clinging to the only thing he has. Uh, just, just his madness is so, is so wonderful. Yeah. And yeah, and the, the way he treats Faramir. We talked about this a little bit last episode. The way he treats Faramir. Oh my oh, God, it's oh, gut wrenching. Just yeah, and... go to your death, basically. Yeah, and uh, let's not let's just talk about the grossest and most just heart wrenching oh, deal anyone uh, has ever witnessed on film. That Be- is beautiful so, sound think, design. Yeah, excellent yeah, sound yeah. design. The squenching, yeah. he's eating tomatoes, dripping all over the place. Right, and uh, what's it's such that, a and... great that last moment when the when the arrow is loose and he bites and just yep, just right all that there. red all over his lips. Right there, Perfect. I have. I'm convinced, like that scene alone would have gotten him like the best editing Oscar. Just right there, just the cross cut right. between just yeah. that war going to Pippin singing, and then that and the Pippin's beautiful song. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. that is a absolutely amazing song. It's so amazing they use it in the uh, Battle of the Five Armies trailer, I think. Which <laughs> is just. <laughs> oh is that one of the Hobbit films? Because I keep forgetting that they. I keep forgetting. <laughs> I keep forgetting their names because yeah. they don't matter. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but so, but you but but you have this. You have Wait, this... Justin had a what was it? He just had a bunch of good names for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> we gotta move on. But, but, uh, yeah, we, but you know, uh, but we have the we have Denethor, who's sort of like he's insular in his grief and madness. But then you have Theoden, who's like, like, like fuck life. And if I got if and if I and if like life sucks, you know what? I'm taking all these orc motherfuckers down with me. He's a yeah. proactive nihilist. And like, 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 I'm like, I would love to charge into battle with my boss saying death. Intimidating yes. is that? It's like, oh, that's great. <laughs> and my favorite thing is like that one moment where like Aragorn charges in, and he's like, "The beacons are lit," and you just see this like change of emotions in Theoden. It was just like, oh, mm. it's it's go time. Yeah, all right. Like, yeah. Let's do and this. Rohan Let's, will yeah. answer. Like, yeah, they will. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> because he was like, kind of like, nah. What do we do? You know, they didn't do anything for us. And it was like, you know, he's not gonna do that. He's a man yeah. of honor. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna. At the same time, like, he did have a point there. Like, he has that one question, like, yeah, why should we did. ride to the aid of those who didn't ride to ours? And you're sitting right. there thinking, like, that's a valid point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why should they actually care about the people who basically left them to die in Helm's Deep? And right. you just kind of, and again, that whole scene later on where, like, he finds out the beacons are lit and where they're actually calling for help. And figuring out, yeah, yeah. they actually, yeah. yeah, we're all in this together. Let's actually yeah. do this. And Me too. From it's, my, there, it's our problem, too. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's but, that's that's all of our problems. Why should we care about those who voted in a certain somebody? Yeah. Fucked everything. Oh right, shit. They're our, American it's citizens. our problem too. Yeah, <laughs> we're all in this together, folks. Is what is what we're trying <laughs> to say. Um, why? Uh, I like. I understand from a plot perspective, and they were cutting for time. Why did they cut out Saruman? He like his one yeah, scene. Yeah influence so much of what happens after and it's and it's great because it's it's uh it's uh christopher lee it's, why period. why do you think and that sentence, <laughs> and that sentence I, it's great because it's christopher lee because yeah. anything he was in he, he immediately elevated just that basic voice. every shitty tim burton movie he was in was made better by his <laughs> by him and his voice like he, he had that he had that effect and every metal song he sang holy crap uh, listen to his albums if you haven't they are amazing they are. He's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I remember. Re- do you remember? I remember reading about it and being like, "Wait," because they they announced it before. Like, "Hey, we're not going to see Saruman in the new Lord of the Rings movie," and everyone's like, "What?" But, <laughs> That's kind of. Uh, we kind of want to know what happened to him after, especially after what happened in the last one. Last right. we saw, so there were a bunch of angry trees mad at him. <laughs> yeah, very mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for the life, I yeah, they, don't get it because. Like you said, like as it stands, the theatrical edition, like it works. But with that sermon scene in there, like he basically casts a shadow over that entire movie in like very, very little screen time. Like he goes right after Theoden. Usually, you're the lesser son of and that one line right there. Like yeah. ties back to how he dies as well. Where like he's like you're the lesser sons of greater sires, oh, and yeah. like yeah. and then when Theoden it's not Theoden King, that line. yeah, yeah. Theoden Horse Master. But it's nice that to that line he says right when he dies, he's just like, I go now to my father's in whose mighty company I shall not now feel ashamed. Like, it just adds all this <sighs> ethos to that line. Aragorn yeah. telling him that, you know, you're not going to be king. You're not worthy of it. Um, telling Gandalf that he sent the hobbits to his de- to their deaths. And, like, he basically cast his power of 
doubt over this yeah. entire movie yeah. that eventually they do go about actually paying off, like just in huge ways later on, in a way that the theatrical like loses. And for the life of me, I don't understand why that yeah. didn't make it into the theatrical. Yeah, you can definitely cut some maybe other part. Was, the only thing I could think about, like maybe they, the effects weren't ready and they had to rush this figure out, like which effects to finish for the theatrical one. I don't know. I don't, like, I don't know. Like, like I did, they. They had a mandate from New Line. The first two had to be like under three hours, and they're like two hours fifty eight mm. minutes. So this one they could, they're like, you know, it's like you know what, just you're gonna win out all the awards. Three like, minutes or whatever. Yeah, it's it's not that long, but it it, it would have been it matters. Yeah. It makes so much difference. Yeah. Like I don't I like I like I understand like of course you cut out the drinking game from <laughs> you know, from the <laughs> right. celebration, but Sarah, because we like, don't need more goofy Gimli. Yeah. Just, Sorry, I, I keep harping on that, but it, I feel like it does ruin the character a lot. At least, for, yeah. and, 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 I don't know. I was gonna say, and the fact that he's so goofy, it, like it kind of robs the. I never thought I'd die side by side with an elf, and yeah. at, at the end, it's yeah. like, well, how about side by side with a friend? It's like, well, yeah, you it's like, of, like, yeah, you were together, ball. but it's like, could we have have had a little more? Just like something with the dwarf for the mm. elves. It's, Yep. Yeah. My big thing with that skull scene is they ruin like my favorite reveal in like Pamela Fields where like just Ar- like the ships show up and you think, oh god, and, they the show Doom, and then yeah. Aragorn jumps out and it's this huge crowd moment that they totally ruin in the extended by having right. them just like, Oh no, it's them. only right. the three of them. Right. They yeah, didn't yeah. Make it. <laughs> yeah. It's only three of them, but I'm like, those are good odds. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can take a yeah. Thirty at least, you know. What's like? What's the height? What's the height count? Thirty between at least. Right. Like that's plenty hit but, um, on the both of us. Right. One of the well, one of the things I do like about this one is that well, they the the bad guys and uh, actually all of the Lord of the Rings, there are some oddly loyal orcs here. <laughs> I like, <laughs> I love I, I love uh, like I his name, like... Uh, his name is Shagrat. He's the one who gets the he's the one who get, like finds Frodo and he's like no like. Why? It's like yes, there's a shiny coat, but it's going to the boss, and and that's it. It's 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 they're like and they. Jackson took time in the makeup department to make these orcs individual. They're actual people. Mm-hmm. They feel lifelike, unlike the Hobbit films. I've always, I've always I, I I always appreciated like some of the fun orcs. There's like there's Tumor Orc. There's Tim Roth Orc. Who I, like there's an orc who looks like Tim Roth. I swear to God. <laughs> There's oddly loyal orc. There's I know exactly what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, and there there there's orc with the the head on his head. Yeah, head on his head. I'm like, oh oh Jackson, you're just being you're just you're just being fun. Any any are there any fun little moments like that in the movie that you guys like remember or like appreciate? Jackson's oh the whole part with Shellub is a straight. That's the that's the that's the Raimi. Uh, Spider-Man Two sequence. He's got that part with Shellab where 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 the, the he starts where it's hunting Frodo, uh, where she she is hunting Frodo, which is weird. Uh, you know, she, they don't really they don't really do much with that character. They could have done a lot more with the uh with from from the book. But anyway, but uh that part is terrifying. That part is really that's part of a really scary moment when he's being hunted by the spider. Jeez. And anyone who's got any kind of arachnophobia, I mean, this is not the. This is not the sequence to watch because holy crap! I'm I, you know, I'm not scared of spiders, and I'm still that that that's one of those sequences that just gets your skin all tingly. But um, yeah, that that part where he's, he's she's on top of him and she, the whole camera's going crazy to to watch her like just just come you know ah, it's so good. <laughs> it, it, 
Okay. Um, from my <laughs> end, um, and I forgot this was the one that where that kind of resolved. But like, I like that they had this whole tradition of like Legolas gets to do one severely badass <laughs> thing per film, <laughs> and it kind of builds up like you know Fellowship. It was that whole sequence where like he's just standing there, just like picking off orcs and like one, two, three, four, five, six. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two towers. He was like shield riding, and then this one they were just like, I think I remember from the appendices like this was a reshoot that they did but he was just like we need to do this one more time and he was just like let's just throw a couple million dollars and let him take down an elephant by himself <laughs> let's just do that and see what happens and it's kind of like it's one of those like borderline moments where it could veer too silly or too mm-hmm. great for the rest of the film it's like Yoda like fighting Count Dooku it's like that whole level of silly that <laughs> almost like falls over but it yeah, Legolas is badass moment Instant in this one. Just, I, I audience love. to their feet moment. You know, definitely. It's. It, I think it works. It's. It, it. I think it works for the film too. It's. It's and, a. It's a good moment. Yeah, it's. A, it's. A, the it's tag a, as well. We're like, you know, Gimli's like, it still only counts as one. Yeah. Just, yeah. Right. And that's one of the. See, that's one of the good Gimli moments. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. one of the good Gimli jokes, and I'm glad they kept it in. I mean, obviously it was in theatrical. Yeah. But then you have uh, whatever the hell that happened in the Hobbit, where they try to give him another cool moment, where he's uh He's uh, his, his quick time event when he's uh, trying to jump up the falling rocks. <laughs> when he left, right, up, down, you know, he hits egg a couple times. Oh. Oh. Well, again, we'll get back to five armies, but that fight does get badass later on, oh, especially okay. in our version. But anyway. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, much, you, yeah, uh, it's little little things. That, that I think. You know, I really, lo- I, I think one of my favorite moments, and they're, they're just like, how do you pick like just one? But one that I, one that I really like is how uh, badass they make Eowyn. Like Eowyn's, like, Eowyn's pretty yes. great here. It's like that, like if, once again, sh- like you get almost a sense of, oh man, the like the Nazgul are really badass, and then they just like pull the rug right out of, out from under you because like man, they are just little bitches they just go down and she they just does it does it in a great way and but but one of the things i love uh, i love it's a motif throughout the movie it's that you have a hobbit saving their person you have like mm-hmm. the, the yeah. three support you have you know sa- you have sam saving frodo from shelob you have um pippin saving gandalf at one point and here you have like she 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 only gets the kill shot because mary like stabs the stabs the, the witch king and then she's got that mm. amazing line that's been memed to hell mm. uh like that's that's oh like, man yeah i'm no man you're like oh shit that I, whole my my crowd that i was with went all, all the women went nuts yeah. at that just, scene <laughs> when i was in the screening yeah. they all went crazy yeah. it was amazing and there's just so many moments like that that's and like it, yeah there's that there, like the like uh in the in the theatrical when you know they show up and it's the ghost army you're like oh man just like they the movie just keep it builds on epic you know epic you know cheer epic cheer epic cheer it just it just like never stops for the last I don't know hour hour or something you know like like okay we've 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 we're winding down on the the human stories. So now let's go pick up with the Sam story, the Sam and Frodo stories, and he's like Sam's mm-hmm. kicking ass and it's awesome, and he, he beat you know Gollum and everything. It's what, oh, can I ask you guys something? What do you think of uh, Andy Serkis's performance as Gollum as uh, before Gollum uh, as as a oh. uh, Smeagol? Yeah. What is your what is your thoughts on like what are your thoughts on that? For me, it's a little too 
far over the edge. It's kind of like that shining effect where just like in the book, it was just kind of just build up of this normal guy and he becomes crazy later on. But if you cast Jack Nicholson, you know, he's batshit from minute one. <laughs> like, yeah, right. I feel like yeah. Spiegel is kind of like the same way where just like from the second you see him, something is off. Like, right. you know, something right. is about to go wrong. It's still handled really well, though. And like, I love that like in the theatrical like they just kind of really play up like this was just a brutal just you know Kane versus Abel murder that he yeah. did just to get this one little ring so I mean I like the way that the sequence is played but just yeah Circus kind of plays it a little too far tipping his hand towards what's going to happen mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if I was the only one that kind of felt that way. I, it definitely I, like his whole the fact that he's got a speech impediment <laughs> from well, when he was when he was a hobbit. I thought you know it's like I thought that was something that would have uh, you know grown over centuries in the dark. You know, like like all all his uh you know I, because the rest of it's handled so well. Watching yeah. his hair fall out and him just oh, lose yeah, his yeah, yeah. He's, mind. Yeah, he's terrifying. With like, because it's like sequence. part, it's like part yeah. prosthetic. It's like, oh Jesus. Yeah, when his his eyes start getting a little CGI and starts to like, start getting like really, it, it does it so slightly that you can't even really tell for a second. Yeah. But it, it's, it's he slowly starts to turn into the creature it's, that he becomes. It's yeah. it's really good. I mean, but yeah, I I don't know his his performance almost seemed a little over the top for for what it is, even though it it sets the character up. Beautifully, I think. Well, I guess that's why he just plays CGI characters now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <No>. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's he's fine. He's fine. I never I never had any any problem with that. But something people did have a lot of problems with. Forty minute end credit or forty minute end sequence. <laughs> uh, yes. What do you guys? What, yeah. For yeah, can we all agree? Fuck those people. Oh, yeah. God, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like. Yes, it's long, but you know what? This the this series has earned every goddamn second and every emotional sucker punch and you know like heartstring yeah. pull that it it gets in there because it's just it's just like most movies have one like if you're lucky they have one good end sequence. This movie has mm-hmm. like I think four or five great end sequences. <laughs> okay, I think we need to count this down because I always did want to do this. So we have. Sam and Frodo just kind of like collapsing and oh, I just broke thinking about this, <sighs> but just, you know, I was just like, I remember the Shire, I remember yeah. strawberries and like Sam, fi- like finally his resolve is gone. It was just like Rosie Cotton dancing. If I was going to marry somebody, yeah. it would have been her. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you're, you're with me. Sam, I scams you here at the end of all things. I'm like, yeah, that's like, like man, you could stop it right here. But no, it could have been. So then you have that. You have you know the Hobbit showing up at Frodo's bedside. You have you bow to no one, which again, gut stab, uh, like all Mm -hmm. time. One of the one of the best. Um, you have that. You have them going back to the Shire and like you know Sam getting married. You could have ended it there. You have, and then I think after that is yeah, it's Grey Havens all the way. Grey Havens, yeah. And 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 in between there, you have all these little moments. Like I like it took again. It took me a while to realize. This is the first time Frodo has seen Gandalf because he thinks Gandalf's yeah. dead, and you're like, yeah. "Oh, yeah. he's so he's like, oh my god, Gandalf, you're alive! Holy shit, that's fucking amazing!" Well, I'll, I'll, I'll allow the the slow motion Gandalf, you know, the whole that <laughs> yeah. whole part that's been mocked oh, it's online. Been mocked. It's like it's, it's <laughs> so much Gandalf in the, really and the jump and the jumping on the bed. It's yeah, it's, <laughs> but it's it's earned. It's it's he hasn't seen this guy. He thought he, he thought every he thought he had lost everything. Yeah. He thought he lost all his friends. Everyone he had seen Gandalf die, 
like yeah. it's earned it's it's it, it everything yeah. is earned at the end yeah. there Every, everything's earned and the, there's also like the little moment where they're in the they're back at the prancing pony or no they uh mm-hmm. they're they're a little they're not the prancing pony they're they're a little yeah. bar and it's just like the four of them and they're just like you know what ain't none of these people ever gonna know what happened and that's okay mm-hmm. we know cheers to you brother like that's a that's a touching moment and the, the yeah. getting married and just talking to bilbo it's oh, everything <laughs> and i will say this up thinking I'm, about it <laughs> i will say this about the hobbit movies like for all their flaws and all the ways that they do mess up and oh lord they do yes but when bilbo gets to the harbor and he sees okay the elves are leaving where are they going and you see his face light up for the first time he's like i think i'm ready for another adventure i will say having seen all three of those movies and then going to that moment it does add a little bit more weight to it because you just think mm-hmm. all the stuff that i've seen in my lifetime and now there's this whole new thing that nobody else in this world is ever going to see and him lighting mm-hmm. up again at that that did kind of that was like the ending to the Hobbit that should have happened, and of course it didn't. It was just yeah. mostly like you know goblins getting their heads cut off for like three hours. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, Except for like I, a little like bit like that Hurt Locker sequence, right? It's like yeah. that. Yeah. Can't come back to normal normalcy when you've seen what you know. You've seen the horrible, there's horrible natures of mankind, or, or you know, or right. kind. <laughs> and so, and so, the only thing to do is to just hop on a boat with a bunch of elves and go live a. I just, they never explain like what happens when you get to the Grey Havens, but I suppose that is for another another mm. movie, I guess. All right. Well, so, hmm? were you guys sad about the no scouring scouring of the Shire? I know no, that was a, that was a little was, bit of a controversy. You know I am totally fine with that. the scouring of the. Sh- I whenever I read Lord of the Rings, I basically stop after Mount Doom because the scouring of the Shire. It's like. And now we're just going to have this little mini story at the end. They did. They handled scouring the Shire perfectly in Fellowship of the Ring with the Mirror of Galadriel, where they show, just mm. showed like, no, sh- this been. this is the potential future. I go, that's all I need. Mm. They, I, I actually completely forgot about the scouring of the Shire until you just brought it How up you- <laughs> just right now. Saruman <laughs> Sar- did it. Yes, yeah. yeah, but like it's Saruman, but he's got a different name or so. It's like it's weird. Um, and- Shar- Sharky. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's go Sharky. You know, and I'm totally glad. You know, that wizard is Sharky. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, it's and it, it's just it's just like you you don't need it. It's absolutely 100% irre- irrelevant to the story they're trying to tell. And it, it's what if how many fun. people know it? If you haven't read the book, yeah, basically they go back and the whole place is taken over by a bunch of a uh, bunch of hoodlums. Yeah, a bunch of yeah, yeah, yeah. run by run by uh, Saruman, who's named named Sharky, <laughs> who's living at at Frodo's house too. With um worm tongue, yeah, it's it's weird. <laughs> so that it's, would it's like quite a different film. Yeah, it's better that they it's better that they killed them, in both yeah. in the in the, right. in the in the extended. And that's the other thing about the whole book thing because, like you were saying, like with the Grey Havens, where like they don't explain it, they do go into detail in it in the book, and that's a thing that we don't need. Like you know, Tolkien goes into great detail about like you know this is where like you know there's no death, there's no pain, there's no anything. It's all like you know gray shores and here's where the elves were born and all this other stuff is just like no meanwhile jackson on the other hand like he has that wonderful moment where he's actually explaining the gray havens to yeah he's explaining it to pippin yes and he just says yes what do you see white shores and beyond a clear sunrise and he just like there's just that look in his eyes just like i've been there i know what this is going to be like i'm not afraid it's gonna happen to us all it's gonna be involved leaving but you're going someplace of peace yeah. And imparting that to somebody who's like, you know, this is something he's that's behind him. Like the 
you don't hear like about death and like what happens after you die in this shire. Like they're just like, I'm just gonna smoke pipe weed until I'm 187 <laughs> and drink but, until I'm blind. Right. But then yeah. you see like Pippa just kind of looking at Gandalf, just like this is a concept beyond me, and just like I have no fear whatsoever. That's kind of how Jackson gets this over. That's how it achieves like the kind of greatness. I don't think like translating the book one for one would have gotten to. Mm-hmm. Because he just he has a good handle on these concepts enough to make them sing and just put them in a way where like it just makes sense to the human story as opposed to just and here's another fantasy thing that I just pulled out of my ass. It's not <laughs> just that. Yeah. yeah. I also I do like the makes... idea of uh, the hobbits and just not knowing what happened <laughs> to the world, like how close <laughs> they were, and these guys just not being able to you know quite fit in, or, or if they do, they'll they're still you know affected in a way that nobody will ever understand. I don't like that. I take it back, uh, Justin. You reminded me that I think that is my favorite scene in the movie. Just that really? that, that little speech from from Gandalf. I go, oh. it's because again, it's mm. it's, uh, it's it's one of those things where it's like everything comes together. The music, Ian McKellen just knocking it out of the park completely. Yeah. Pippin's reaction, just the the yeah. sense of calm of, of of the whole thing in the middle of this gigantic mm-hmm. battle and we just have well, a little moment while, uh, or, while uh, a troll is knocking down the door not too far from there right. yeah. well, they have this little conversation and, it, and it pulls you out of it it's great that's another tiny thing that I, I really really love and again we haven't talked really a whole lot about but like Howard Shore's music to this and oh. it wasn't until I went back and actually watched the trilogy again after it was all done but there's all these little callbacks to like themes that become bigger later on that he just kind of throws mm-hmm. in there just very, very subtly just so you know exactly where this is all going to head. Mm-hmm. Like when the Fellowship of the Ring is first being formed, like, you know, gathering at Rivendell and you hear about Boromir talking about Gondor and like the power of his people and all that. And you hear the Return of the King theme just kind of very softly being played on a trumpet right then and there. Um, Return of the King later on, like again, that whole like you know that King has a crown scene, and you hear the coronation theme going on there. Just all these really subtle hints that he mm-hmm. just drops in there, along with all the other motifs. It was one of those things that took me a really long time to just kind of call together, but it's a really nice touch that I like that they don't do a whole lot of in scores anymore. Oh, mm-hmm. Maybe maybe they just never have the time, and too much other crap's happening. I don't know, but yeah, it's it's the, the music is. Probably half the reason. Uh, maybe, yeah, it's a good chunk of the reason why these films work so well, and that uh, the two Oscars he got for this, for these movies, is very well, very well earned. Uh, gentlemen, we are running uh, just maybe a little bit late here. Sorry, folks. Thank you. We for have another four hours. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the extended edition of Oscar Watch. <laughs> Can we call it that? Let's do that. Oscar Watch extended edition. So, uh, so, so let's get to uh, the question we ask of all the best pictures, guys. Did this movie deserve best picture? One hundred percent. Just <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just looking at the slate of films, just everything was you know there were a lot of great movies came out that year, but nothing had like this is still a, a just an achievement of a film. Just all these different elements coming together, and even though it's playing in like fantasy space, there's still just all these basically everything that you really look for out of a film it has the story it has like something that says something about humanity it has all this amazing artistry and like artistry that's actually physically there as opposed to just being cg it has the music like i just said and i hadn't even mentioned this but i've actually seen 
um, the score being performed live, like Howard Shore being yep. in the room. Seen and that. just that nice. by itself was just you're transported. You don't even have to look at anything. You just you're there just by listening to the score. That's part of it. Just every single element just works just entirely. And again, they can take all the time they like to just wrap this stuff up because they have literally earned it. It's really just that good. And even today, it's telling that so many people have tried to make fantasy films since and none of them have connected in the same way. And there's a reason for that. There's just something, everything about this one clicked. Yeah. Alex. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I don't. Yeah. I, there's no way that anyone, any other movie should have, should have won. I think there would have been an uproar. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think that anyone will ever achieve what this one is. This, these films have done. Peter Jackson, again, Peter Jackson wasn't able to do it himself. So, uh, I don't, I don't know who else would ever be able to do this. Um, still holds up as one of my favorite series of all time. Still, Absolutely, I'm, I'm glad that uh, I'm, I'm still stunned that it, it became as popular as it as it is, um, and I'm I'm um, glad by it. It just seemed it does seem strange that we live in a world that that's like that. This was this was one of the greatest, you know, one of the highest grossing films. It's such a dorky movie. It's such a dorky <laughs> series. It is, it's a lot to take in for the normals, you know. It's a lot for for people to absorb, but. People did, and it's part of our culture now. And um, yeah, it's it was it was great revisiting these. I'm actually kind of uh, it's kind of emboldened me to to maybe purchase the theatrical versions to try and have another go at them because it's been a very long time. It's probably you know been about since like a year after release since I've seen them uh, to to try and uh, see how those hold up. But I you know that's a whole other whole other ordeal. I'm gonna put myself through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I, I definitely can't definitely can't, sure. can't disagree with either of you. It's a remarkable achievement. Uh, I think it's one of just my f- the favorite of the many films we have watched here on this show, and I think will hold up as one of the best best pictures to uh, you know one of the best films to wear that crown of best picture uh, that has ever been. It's certainly I think maybe it's like just everything about it is. You know, there's yes, there's okay. There are some parts that are slow, some parts that maybe don't exactly work. But when this movie works, I think it works better than 99% of other films. It just it has some of the greatest moments in my cinema going life. I like to think I've lived a rich one. Uh, that I uh, I am ashamed that it's been so long since I've seen it again because it's. Uh, just something that deserves to be rewatched over and over and to be enjoyed and to appreciate. And I think it will only appreciate, you know, appreciate uh, in time as, as the years go on. And uh, I did want to end on one fun fact, just a little, a little personal, personal gripe. Uh, I was looking online, Sam and Frodo, they travel 1350 miles to which I say, <laughs> you didn't even walk all of that, you lousy Steve, motherfucker. Steve is uh, for for anyone who doesn't know, Steve has walked more than that in probably the last week. He, he's yeah. a he's a he's a walked this man is a hiker. But it's over mountains, Steve. You did you walk over active volcanoes? Okay. <laughs> did you? Did you? I did not walk over active volcanoes, but still, just a, just you a little bit. Was that a thing that happened? Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I did walk through some snow. Okay, I had all oh, this. I didn't. I didn't. Nor did I have anybody carrying so, all my shit for me, Frodo. 
<laughs> lazy son of a bitch. Uh, by the I like way, when Sam finally sheds all those stuff, he's got so much junk, <laughs> all his pots and pans. God damn it, Sam. Yeah. The worst but, hiker. Anyways. Anyways, um, if you like what you hear and you'd like to write us a message, you can reach us at oscarwatchpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at oscarwatchpod. And just uh, like us on uh, iTunes or SoundCloud. We'll be having more of these as uh, in the new year. I think we'll take a... We'll, Alex, not we'll many take, more fantasy films. Not, no more sadly. fantasy film. Alex, we will... <laughs> That's it. Alex, I'm thinking we should take a break uh, for Christmas gain our bearings celebrate with the holidays uh justin clark thank you so much for coming on again i love talking talking movies with you talking video games uh anything nerdy is is all right and you're always welcome (laughs) back on any other any other time you want where can people find you if they want to get in touch or read your work um yeah so my twitter is justin of clark that's pretty much where everything gets posted so pretty much yeah head over there and i will more than likely see you on there all right alex people want to get in touch with you same uh twitter twitter is uh, alex riviello because i'm very original <laughs> you are original <laughs> you're one of a kind so <laughs> you're the one ring you really you really are <laughs> wow wait a minute <laughs> yeah no. don't stick your finger in me oh this, uh, this just got this just got Ladies and gentlemen, we will see you in the we'll see you in the new year with uh, brand new episodes of Oscar Watch uh, from all of us here. Wish you happy holidays, Merry Christmas, however you want to celebrate. Uh, enjoy, and until then, happy New Year. Night is falling You've come to journey's end Sleep now Dream of the ones who came before They are calling From across the distant shore